The tongue of the wise makes knowledge appealing, but the mouth of a fool belches out foolishness. Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 2 as we bring to a close. Taming the beast. Good morning there to you, my friends, and how are you doing this morning? How was your night? I hope we've all had a restful night, and God bless you. How has your week been in all? I hope we all have enjoyed the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ all through the week. Welcome to another weekend in His presence, and you, of course, are welcome to review. It is your host and your dear friend here, Esther. Good morning, Abba Father. Oh, how we love you. We thank you for another opportunity to appear in your presence again today. Oh, we thank you for all that has been during the week. We thank you especially for your grace, the covenant of grace and mercy with which you walked with us and worked with us. Oh, we give you all the glory. Thank you for your faithfulness and love. Be thou praised forever in the name of Jesus. Abba, as we have come to round up our series, we pray, Holy Spirit, speak to us one more time that you may give us the grace to apply your word unto the journey of our lives and faith. But, but right now, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ upon every heart and ears Studying together with us, listening, that we receive the abundant grace of God, that our hearts will be open to receive from Him. At the end of today's session, may we come back to give or bring you all glory. Thank you, Father. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Welcome once more to Review, friends. And for the last time, Taming the Beast, Part 4. And where I direct you to start the session, just in case you want to go check it out during your study time, is Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 2. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 2. God bless you. Taming the Beast, Part 4. Wisdom is consistent and shows itself in wise speeches. Our words can convey true humility, leading to peace for everyone involved in a given situation at a particular time. So, friends, how have you responded to conversations, arguments, or chaotic situations you have once found yourself? Were you able to carefully Measure every word, seeking peace and causing all parties involved to progress and move on peacefully or did your words hurt and scatter, causing even more trouble, chaos and preventing reconciliation, healing and restoration? Right. Come with me this morning as we find the example of Proverbs 15.2, where I read to you to begin the session, in the book of Genesis, chapter 26. We'll be reading from verse 17 to 19, and then we go on to verse 26 
to 31. Come with me. Let's go find the example of Proverbs 15 too. Where I read to you not long, in the book of Genesis chapter 26, where we shall be reading from verse 17 to 19, and then we'll go on to verse 26 to 31. So, Proverbs 26, verse 17, start and read. So Isaac moved away to the Jera Valley, where he set up their tent and settled down. He reopened the wells his father had dug, which the Philistines had filled, which the Philistines had filled in, I beg your pardon, after Abraham's death. Isaac also restored the names Abraham had given them. Verse 19, Isaac's servant also dug in the Jera Valley and discovered a well of fresh water. But then the shepherds from Jera came and claimed the spring. This is our water, they said, and they argued over it with Isaac's artsmen. So Isaac named the well Essek, which means argument. Verse 21, let's keep reading. Verse 21, Isaac's men then dug another well. But again, there was a dispute, dispute, dispute over it. So Isaac named it Sitna, which means hostility. Abandoning that one, Isaac moved on and dug another well. This time, there was no dispute over it. So, Isaac named the place Rehoboth, which means open space. For he said, at last, the Lord has created enough space for us to prosper in this land. So now, let's go read from verse 26 to 31. One day, King Abimelech came from Jerah with his advisor, Ahuzath, and also Phicol, his army commander. Why have you come here? Isaac asked. You obviously hate me, since you kicked me off your land. They replied, We can plainly see that the Lord is with you, so we want to enter into a sworn treaty with you. Let's make a covenant. Swear that you will not harm us, just as we have never troubled you. We have always treated you well, and we sent you away from us in peace. And now, look how the Lord has blessed you. So Isaac prepared a covenant feast to celebrate the treaty, and they ate and drank together. Verse 31, and where we shall stop. Early the next morning. They each took a solemn oath not to interfere with each other. Then Isaac sent them home again, and they left him in peace. The Lord bless the reading together of his word, or if you were listening all along. Amen. So, I started reading from verse 17 uh, to 22. Started reading from verse 17 and I read till 22 and then we started from 26. 
through to 31. Amen. You see, a well of water back then was as precious as gold. Why? Because many of the lands were desert and people mostly practiced farming as well. With this in mind, can you now imagine people who didn't dig your well for you laying claims on it? Right. There was dispute over the first two wells, Isaac and his men dug between Isaac's herdsmen and the Jairus shepherds. And each time it happened, Isaac will gather his men and move on from the place. I'm sure his herdsmen must be wondering why he was quiet about the whole thing. Why he was quiet about the situation. Why he was, he was being a coward. And, you know, probably even saying to him or said to him, Won't you say something, master? Come on, say something. This is ours. We dug this. We dug the first one. We dug the second one and same thing happened. How are we just going to leave it for them? But they are cheating us. But Isaac didn't think it was necessary to speak and cause trouble or to motivate and encourage his men for war between himself and the people of Jerah because that could have gone on and on and on, lasting generations. Now, look at what happened from verse 26. To 31, Isaac said, Why have you come here? Isaac asked, You obviously ate me since you kicked me off your land. You see, look at what happened there. Isaac made his words few. The only thing Isaac said to them was, Why have you come? You kicked me out of your land. So what do you want now? And afterwards, he listened to them. He made what? His words few. And afterwards, he listened to them. He found out that they wanted peace and agreed to make peace with them. You see, he didn't start to recount how he dug the first and the second well, and how it was his right to lay claims on them, to claim them back. How very hostile the people of Jerah had become towards him and his people. He didn't start to recount any of that. He cautioned himself. He exercised self-control over his tongue, even with everything they had done to him. He now lay out of the peace. Abimelech and his people came to seek, saying, Well, let's do this then, for peace's sake. For the sake of peace, let, let's do this. Oh, you want no trouble? I want no trouble either. Let's make peace. Don't you think we all need that kind of wisdom? displayed by Isaac their friends? Of course we do. 
We all do. But would you like Isaac be willing to forsake a valuable possession like those wells, like I told you? Back in the day, wells were precious. They were as precious as gold. So would you be willing to forsake something valuable or precious as those wells for the sake of peace or to keep peace and to caution yourself to have self-control and not rant on and on, spitting out venomous vomit, you will never be able to pack. And you see, don't get me wrong, Isaac had every right to fight back. Just as you have with whatever is going on right now, with you and a group of people, and with you or with you and a particular person. Isaac had every right to fight back, to say some things to them, to lash out at them saying, I don't even want to see you. And if you move closer, there'll be war. Yet, he chose to keep peace. He chose to keep peace. And see the respect and honor he earned himself and his God in the hand. When he had self, when he cautioned himself, having self-control. Or saying, just deciding to say, no, I won't say this. I should, yeah, I should be saying it, but I won't say it. Now he want peace. She want peace. Let's make peace. Let's do this for the sake of peace. He cautioned himself. And see the respect and honor he earned himself. In fact, Abimelech had said to him in verse uh, 26, it says, one day King Abimelech came from Jera with his advisor. And, uh, uh, um, yeah, with his advisor, Ahuzath, and also Fico, his army commander. Why have you come? When he said that, they said in verse 26, we can plainly see. In verse 28, they said, we can plainly see. That the Lord is with you. We can plainly see that the Lord is with you. That is, when Isaac's ways pleased the Lord, he caused even his enemies to be at peace with him. Amen. He caused those people to be, they were the ones looking for peace now. And he had cautioned himself. He had cautioned himself. He had self-control. And he made peace. Everyone enjoys a fitting reply. It is wonderful to say the right thing at the right time. Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 23. Let us pray. Oh, Father God, we thank you for the completion of the series 
We thank you, Father, for the power of your word. Thank you for everything you have taught us on this series. With this topic, we give you all glory. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for teaching us yourself. Be thou glorified forever. Oh, Abba, we ask for mercy over every negative spoken words that has festered into open wounds with some even rotten and stinky. Oh, we pray. Let the power in the blood of Jesus move into action. Let your, word, let your blood, Lord Jesus, speak better words over us all, over every open wound that is so sore, even though it has been there for years because of some words spoken into our lives or that we have spoken into the lives of others. We pray for the power in the blood of Jesus Christ to move into action, speaking better words over us all, deleting those old evil covenant that we have made because of our tongue. And as we go about our weekend this week and into next week, we cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus. Let the blood of Jesus do the work of healing, redemption, reconciliation, and restoration over all of our lives. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. May we come back next week rejoicing and giving you all glory again. Be thou exalted forevermore. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. I want to thank you once more, uh, friends, for joining me all the way. And if you are just joining or you don't want to miss the first three parts we have covered. So please make sure you go back and listen from part one up till right now, part four, so that everything can then make sense to you. I'm afraid this is all I've got for you today. Why don't you join me again next week by God's grace as we start a new series. Until next week, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you and your entire household, now and forever. Amen. Better work.